The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. First up this afternoon, it's 2.10, as you've been hearing uh, throughout the newscast this afternoon. There's been a review of healthcare delivery in Alberta, and it's saying that the province needs to get better value for the money it spends. It was a report done by Ernst & Young, and it urges the province to make 57 changes to Alberta health services that could save almost $2 billion a year. The report says Alberta spends 43% of its budget on health. We know that. We've heard about that over and over again. Higher per capita than almost all the other provinces but with outcomes that put the province in the middle of the pack. Now the health minister Tyler Shandro says uh, this will clear the way for the UCP to fulfill their campaign promises. The scale of potential savings shows it's realistic to do what we promised Albertans. To hold spending steady without cuts and to fund more patient care with internal savings over the next three years. Uh, with a look at uh, the recommendations, we're joined this afternoon by uh, Global Edmonton's Provincial Affairs reporter Tom Vernon. Hey, Tom, happy Monday. Oh, thanks. Same to you. Yeah, well, I'm not happy. I'm not sure how happy you were sitting through the uh, briefing on that one, <laughs> that one today. <laughs> but you know what? I think that the McKinnon uh, report teed up a lot of this last year, didn't it? Yeah, and I mean, we knew this report was coming as well. So the McKinnon report, it, it went through some of the numbers that you threw out there on the uh, the amount we're spending, the, the per capita amount, it really focused on per capita. Uh, the hard numbers in Alberta's healthcare system, more than $20 billion, 43% of the budget, right? Like, it, it's a big budget line item. So last year during the campaign, the UCP promised there was a deep dive would be done into AHS to find savings. And Ernst & Young came back with 57 recommendations. A lot of a lot of uh, sections they looked at here. Yeah, and then they broke it down into four key areas. People, clinical services, non-clinical services, and governance. What were some of the things that jumped out at you, Tom? So yeah, tops of the waves. It was interesting. I was reading this report, and as we head into uh, negotiations with nurses uh, on a new contract, there was a line in there speaking about how we're relying too much on part-time nurses, and we should be hiring more full-time nurses. So I wonder if the government will move down that path as we go down into uh, negotiations. There was uh, speaking about addressing how much physicians are being paid. Obviously, that has been a big uh, mm-hmm. uh, touchy point for the government, talking to physicians about payment, particularly uh, radiologists. This uh, report points out need to draw a pull back on some of the costs there. Now there is talk of pri- some privatization or contracting out of a number of services, uh, laundry services, housekeeping services, um, utilizing the private sector more when it comes to lab services, so we may be seeing some more contracting out in those areas. Now, there's, there were 57 recommendations, and there are two that the health minister said, look, we are not going to act on. One of the recommendations was to close down uh, some hospitals that aren't meeting uh, the criteria or utilization criteria. Now, these would impact uh, rural communities, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. These uh, smaller hospitals. The minister said, look, we are not closing down hospitals. We're going to find other ways to make these more viable. And another one, another recommendation was to actually merge the two trauma centers in Edmonton. Uh, he said, no, no, that's oh. not happening either. Okay. So, yeah, he said, look, we're not shutting down hospitals. We're not merging hospitals. So that's one area where they will not be making changes. But Alberta Health Services, they've been given 100 days to come up with an action plan on implementing uh, a number of other, I guess, 57 other uh, recommendations. So this is going to be interesting, uh, Tom, when you talk about some of those privatization things like on laundry services and and Mm -hmm. some of the lab services, weren't we doing that already? Yeah, so I mean, lab services, I mean, there's been a, a kind of a public-private mix for forever here. Um, we saw the NDP move towards nationalizing it, maybe bringing it all in-house, making uh, lab services uh, provincially run. Uh, the UCP stopped that. That construction was underway. There's still a big hole in the ground in the south side of Edmonton. That was stopped, so uh, now they're looking at talking about maybe privatizing more 
lab services on laundry and, and that. Uh, the, the minister, it was during the campaign, Premier Kennedy said, look, yeah, we're, we're, we could save however much money privatizing laundry services. So we were moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think this just sort of this, this report underscores the government's move to do that sort of stuff. Another interesting thing was is, is revenue generation. It talked about, look, why, why can't we sell more ad space in size hospitals? Why can't we um, other, I mean, I'm sure if you've been in a hospital, you can pay for a private room. If you, if you don't want to share a room, you could pay for a private room. Apparently, Alberta doesn't do very well at that. We, we don't, there's some areas where they, like 25% of the rooms are private and they can hmm. buy that off. We're less than 5%. Wow, yeah, so I wondered what that was. That. Yeah, I was wondering what they meant yeah. about that, what that looked like in the re- even retail space and, and that sort of thing. I mm. thought that was interesting, but hey, um, you know, if there's an opportunity there and they're looking to make money, uh, why not? You, you brought up the nurses, the part-time nurses yeah. and the doctors. Um, you know, I... I <laughs> Um, the the battle with the unions is not getting any e- uh, easier here, is it? No, I mean we've seen uh, obviously the the relationship hasn't been uh, too good between the government and, and unions, particularly after Bill Nine. That was the one that. Uh, prevent, uh, pushed off arbitration, and now uh, the arbitrator came back. I think it was late last week, and said, "Yeah, these uh, these units will get a one percent raise." And the government immediately comes back and says, "Well, we don't have any more money, so we have to talk about layoffs." So, mm. yeah, I mean, we're going into a rocky negotiations this year to begin with. But that was a really interesting part in this um, in this report where it talks about, look, if we're using two half uh, two part time nurses, uh, that costs more than one full time nurse. So why aren't we creating a full time equivalent? So it'd be interesting to see how. Um, the two sides get together and work on uh, hiring more full-time nurses and getting the ratio flipped the other way. I think I, I can't find the page specifically here, but it spoke about the ratio is, is backwards. There are more part-time nurses than full-time nurses. Yeah. They kind of want to go back around the other way. So, I mean, that's something where, look, nurses have been speaking for a long time. Yeah, hire more full-time nurses, then we won't have to work overtime and, and all these shifts like that. So was there, that'll be an interesting conversation. Was there something in there as well about standardizing shifts? Do you remember? Uh, there was something about, and uh, I may get the term wrong, but it was like sort of a system-wide scheduling system that's for right. more efficiencies. Yeah. Talk about that. And I mean, that's the sort of thing where the NDP came out and said, well, yeah, that makes sense. We were trying to work towards that as well. And so, yeah, I mean, and that's something where well, we don't have a standardized scheduling system. I mean, I'm sure it's much more complex than, <laughs> than our newsroom where we make sure we have enough photographers to work with enough reporters to work with enough editors. But I mean, it's a little bit more complex than that. But something like that, they said that could save tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, they- they also warned, though, um, the, the Ernst & Young warned that, I mean, you know, this is kind of the big picture number, right? Don't, mm-hmm. you know, to said, okay, you know, not, not all of this is going to happen. It's not going to happen right away. So this number, which is this big number, is likely not what we're going to see in the long run. It was so strange why they put that number out. Because, yeah, they put it out there, and it's right on the, the media release, between $1.5 and $1.9 billion. Well, the government mm-hmm. likes that number, where they go, yeah, look how much we're going to save. But Ernst & Young comes out and says, well, you only get that number if... If you do every single one of the recommendations right away and we don't account for, you know, investments you have to make to make some of these a reality. So just ignore that number. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, so I don't know if that took some of the air out of the balloon for the the government. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting they put that number out. How are we going to quantify how much we're actually saving? I'm not sure if, if they're going to be reporting on that. Um, what's interesting is, you know, the minister has asked a lot of questions on, well, what does this look like? What does that look like? How do we reconfigure this? And every yeah. answer is kind of, well, you know, it's up to AHS. We're, we're going to get them to, to do the do action it. plan. Have yeah, we, so have, it's up to AHS. Blame them. Have we heard from uh, any of the unions on this? 
Yeah, so we've heard from the NDP. Uh, the NDP came out uh, at 12.30 and said, look, there's, there's a lot of recommendations here that, that they don't necessarily disagree with. We need to find efficiencies. But they say the devil is in the details. They're, they don't trust the government to do this in such a way that doesn't just result in more privatization and job loss and, and, and that sort of stuff. So they have concerns with what this might mean. Um, they're, they're really concerned about what the idea of reconfiguring uh, uh, rural hospitals looks yes. like. Are they still going to be hospitals? What, what details are we looking at? there um, to keep them viable. So there's a lot of concern on that. Public Interest Alberta came out. Um, they're a uh, I, I'm not sure how you can describe it. It's a public interest Alberta group. And okay. they say, look, this is going to be higher costs. We're, we're privatizing things. They have a lot of concerns around uh, long-term care. They're talking about the, the recommendations call for maybe increasing fees for long-term care residents, more private delivery of long-term care, even selling off a couple of government-owned uh, care companies, Care West, and mm. the other one was called, uh, there's one in Edmonton, the name okay. of it fell out of my head here, but a couple of facilities here, Capital Care and Care West, privatizing mm. those if you can get all for it. So they're concerned about the, the idea of more privatization inside the system. So there are some concerns around that uh, and, and wow. what that might mean. So there's a, there's a lot, to, lot to mull through uh, today, <laughs> yeah, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, and, you, Tom, and finally, just before I let you go, because I know you have to continue mulling over stuff <laughs> and, and get your work ready for, for this evening, but that timeline, that 100 days, AHS will develop a plan over the next 100 days to put the recommendations in place. Was AHS uh, optimistic that it was going to be able to do this? I mean, Dr. Verna Yu, she's the CEO of AHS. She, I mean, it, I mean, it's a daunting task, 100 days, and you've got 57 recommendations, or I guess 55, because two of them aren't going to go anywhere, uh, to, to go with. But, I mean, I can't imagine they would have to have an action plan for every single one of these, yeah. but more of a, okay, this is how we think this is what the path is going to look like. Um, but, yeah, the, the government expects something this spring. So whatever 100 days is, the beginning of yeah. May or middle of May, uh, to have some form of action plan. So I imagine you and I will be chatting on May 15th <laughs> or whatever the day might be to talk about how they're going to put this all into place. So uh, yeah. not a small task ahead of them, obviously. No, not at all. It's not like you can, uh, you know, click your heels together, wiggle your nose, and it's all going to be done. <laughs> so, yeah, there will have to be a roadmap and, and, and not uh, necessarily going to be done uh, immediately. Tom, thanks for this. Look forward to seeing uh, your work tonight on, on Global Edmonton. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's Tom Vernon. He is the provincial affairs reporter at Global Edmonton. So, yeah, lots of things uh, that um, that this report came out. So they're saying that it could save could save up to $1.9 billion annually. But as you heard Tom say, uh, Ernst & Young are saying, yeah, we'll just kind of ignore that number because um, they said, um, they, they cautioned that those figures don't rep- represent expected or even achievable actual savings. Savings. Um, HS, 100 days to put the recommendations into place. As I mentioned, spanning four areas uh, where they're going to find savings, including workforce and management. They're looking at 600 to $80 million uh, there. Clinical services, cuts of 500 to $650 million. Non-clinical services, 350 to $500 million, as well as uh, governance. You heard Tom mention, and this has been talked about uh, quite a bit over the past number of months. And again, if you remember back back to that McKinnon report uh, last year and and uh, what was outlined there talking about uh, doctors pay um, Ernst and Young recommended that the province adjust physician compensation to align with other provinces and work with unions to adjust collective agreements and review management positions uh, yeah good luck on that one so some of the unions here Alberta Health Services 
Um, Gil McGowan says uh, in a release that came out, says today's release of the AHS review is yet another example of the UCP government using a third party to provide cover for their true agenda cuts and privatization of our public services. Um, goes on to say Albertans need to speak up right now to tell Premier Kenny and Minister Shandro that this isn't what they voted for. A UPA saying that Albertans have lost faith in their government's biased panels and um, goes on to say that um, the government spent $2 million to hire a private contractor to look at HS operations and set the parameters. So the only possible outcome would be in line with the UCP's ideological commitment to destroy or disband publicly delivered care. And Albertans need to ask, is this Ernst & Young report any better or more reliable than the McKinnon report? We know, we know that this is a big, big item. Uh, Alberta spends... Um, a, a huge amount of its cash on health care in this province. We've talked about finding cuts, finding cuts. This report suggesting ways to do that. I'd be interested to see a, a, a closer breakdown on where those cuts will happen. But if you believe cuts need to be made, and some of you do and some of you don't, um, maybe this is that, that first step. I'll be fascinated to see what uh, HS outlines 100 days from now.